Okay, let's do this. You're doing this. I'm the lookout. I'm way too old for dumpster diving, my dear. I was the wild child of the 70s, not the millennium, Mom said. Fiona rolled her eyes. They crept toward the first dumpster only to be quite surprised at how high it actually was. Mom took one side of the lid while Fiona took the other, and on their tippy toes they pushed it open. They stood back considering their options and the smell. I don't think I can jump all the way up there. How am I going to get in? Fiona asked. Fiona's mom bent over slightly with her hands together. Palms up, fingers braided. Use my hands as a step stool. Considering it the best, if not the only, reasonable option, Fiona gingerly placed her right foot in her mother's hands and stretched to grab the top of the dumpster. Are you ready? Here comes the hoist. Mom jerked her hands upward while Fiona hopped toward the ridge of the can. She dangled over the edge for a moment, looking downward into the blackness of the dark trash bin. Holding her breath while praying that when she jumped in, there wouldn't be any rats. Double ick. Mustering all the courage she could find, Fiona lifted her right leg over the top, then jumped into the dumpster, landing on bags and bags of garbage. Something in the bag under her derriere went squish. Feverishly, she pulled the flashlight from her hip pocket. With her thumb, she fumbled with a switch in a panic for light while trying to fight back a strong urge to retch. The smell of rotted food and other unidentifiable stench was overwhelming in the deep, dark, confined space. She considered trying to hold her breath, but then realized that wouldn't work. Not for the amount of time she'd be required to remain in the dumpster. She decided to try breathing through her mouth. As quickly as possible, she yanked a pair of latex gloves from the other pocket and slipped them on. Are you okay? Mom called. Yeah. Fiona said, hesitating at the soft echo from her own voice inside the can. She set straight to work. This was going to take longer than she originally thought. Funny, when she watched the CSI programs on TV, they seemed to discover something evidence-worthy within the first few bags. Fiona wasn't finding that to be the case. She was happy that she remembered to bring latex gloves and actually she was moving through the bags quite quickly. It wasn't like she wanted to linger inside the dumpster that... Finally, she opened the last bag. Her flashlight illuminated a bunch of papers. One by one, she unwrinkled them to see what was written or typed or copied onto them. At last, at the very bottom of the bag, she came to a small note. Fiona! Mom called in a high-pitched whisper. The note was crumpled tightly. The paper was sticking to the gloves. Fiona! Mom's voice grew a little more intense. She knocked on the dumpster as if it were a door. Finally, the little yellow note was open. She shined the flashlight on it. Mom's voice was filled with total panic. Fiona! Someone's coming! The note was a list, but part of the note was missing. She rifled through the bag to see if the other half was stuck at the bottom. Fiona, there's headlights coming around the building. We've got to get out of here. Oh, there it was, the other half of the note. Holding the flashlight in the crook of her neck, she put the two pieces together. It was a list, all right, and it may very well be what they were looking for. A siren sang out, and then just as quickly shut down. The lights swirling overhead were blue and red and white. It was the police. Quickly, she stuffed the two pieces of the note into her bra. 
She climbed the stack of bags to peep out of the dumpster, just in time to see two police officers get out of their cruiser and walk toward her mother, who had her hands up. The police didn't have their guns drawn, only flashlights in hand. What was her mother doing? From inside the Mini Cooper, Keith was barking like a Doberman while trying to wriggle through the gap Mom had left in the window for air. The second flashlight turned on, beaming directly into Fiona's eyes. She couldn't see her, but the voice of Tavia Andrews was most familiar. Obviously baffled, Tavia asked, Fiona? Is that you? Just then, Keith managed to free himself from the confines of the Mini Cooper. Growling, he dashed across the paved lot to bite the officer who was standing next to Tavia on the ankle. Fiona groaned. Perfect. Just perfect.